It's finally here. The Macy's Friends and Family Sale with an extra 30% off gifts they'll love. Get an extra 25% off kids designer looks from Calvin Klein and more. Plus an extra 25% off Samsonite and Delsey luggage. With great prices from your favorite brands, Macy's has all the best deals you can't miss this weekend. And don't forget, Macy's card and coupon holders get 15% off beauty products they'll love this season. Visit Macy's.com to find great holiday deals today. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to The Underground. As the mainstream media and the political talking heads and and the politicians in Washington, D.C., Focus on tax reform and and the usual suspect arguments that uh, that happen in Washington and and Russian collusion and Hillary Clinton. I'm afraid that we're starting to lose sight of the fact that Obamacare needs to be repealed. So I want to talk about Obamacare for just a little bit. One thing is crystal clear, and it's it's inarguable. No one can argue this point. Obamacare is not about health care. It is about health insurance. Health care is when you get seen by a physician or a physician's assistant or you get seen by a paramedic. The providing of a health service is health care. Obamacare is about health insurance. It's about paying the bills for that health service. It is specifically about reimbursing health insurance company for their financial layout to cover the cost for health service. So when we are paying into the system under Obamacare, it's really only concerned with health insurance and the paying of the bills. It has nothing to do with access to health care. So let's examine the genesis of Obamacare. Anybody who is constitutionally literate, and today constitutional literacy is at a crisis level. People believe health care is a right. It's not a right. When we talk about rights in the United States Constitution, we're talking about inalienable rights. The Constitution is a piece of paper and and a covenant between government and the American people that limits what government can do. That has been upended and Constitutional literacy has facilitated that upending, and now people view the Constitution as a, as a list of rights, not like a bill of rights, but a list of rights and a piece of paper that gives the government authority. Obamacare is, to the constitutionally literate, an unconstitutional law. The Senate gutted a bill for veterans' benefits, so that there was no verbiage in there, but the bill was still alive. And they inserted the Affordable Care Act into that bill 
the Affordable Care Act was a bill that raised revenue. They put it into that bill and then put that bill back to the House. The reason it's unconstitutional is because all bills raising revenue must, by constitutional mandate, originate in the House. So Harry Reid, who was at the time the Senate Majority Leader, Democrat from Nevada, created a revenue bill, gutted another bill meant for veterans' benefits, stuck the revenue bill in that shell of a bill and sent it back to the House because in the House, under Nancy Pelosi at the time, they couldn't get a revenue bill authorizing Obamacare passed the Republicans. It went back to the House. The House passed it. It went back to the Senate because when it went back to the House, it only needed 50 votes instead of 60. Went back to the Senate. Senate sent it to President Obama and the Affordable Care Act became law. Went through a number of legal hurdles, eventually ending in the United States Supreme Court, where an incredibly poor and activist decision centered on Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts and his decision to term Obamacare as a tax. The Obama administration had vacillated back and forth from saying that this was a, this was a penalty, that the, that the tax was literally a penalty, and when it behooved them, they would say it's a tax. So they argued it was a tax in front of the Supreme Court, but when they were selling it to the American people and trying to get it passed through Congress, they said it was just a penalty. This is how they got the American people to swallow this incredibly horrible and unconstitutional bill that has helped to erode and destroy the private sector health care insurance business in the United States. Today, the exchanges are collapsing. There's no way to deny it. The exchanges are collapsing. In many counties, there's only one provider where there are supposed to be many. In fact, in the states of Alabama, Alaska, Oklahoma, South Carolina, and Wyoming, there's just one Obamacare provider for the whole of the state. According to the Kaiser Foundation, 21% of Obamacare enrollees nationally had only one provider to choose from, a virtual monopoly on the market in those locations. A link on the Underground USA website for this episode has an interactive map that shows the counties across the nation with only one provider. It is stunning skyrocketing premiums under this incredibly horrible law are the norm. For years we have seen increases in many locations that are 200%, 300%, in some cases 600%. I believe the record is somewhere close to 800%, almost to 1,000% in, in premium increases. And that's just for the right to have insurance. That doesn't even guarantee you that you're going to see a doctor. And that doesn't take into account the fact that there's still astronomical deductibles. You could be paying $600 for your health insurance, still have an astronomical deductible that will see you paying out of pocket, and you still might not be able to get to see your doctor for a month. This brings up the point of diminishing access. With more people injected into the system and the same number of doctors in existence, patient wait times necessarily become astronomical. When you add, or when you force, 20 million more people into the health insurance system, and you are now encouraging them to 
take advantage of wellness checkups or that people feel that they need to go to the doctor just because they caught a cold. You start adding people to the waiting rooms. In many cases today, as I said previously, some people are waiting months to see a doctor when they're sick today. This is one of the reasons that you're seeing these neighborhood clinics pop up at Walgreens and CVS's. Um, they saw a niche. They're going for it. But these are nurse practitioners, not taking anything away from nurse practitioners. Nurses work their butts off, and nurse practitioners are doing the best they can. But they are not doctors. In many locations, they have to operate under a doctor's authority. According to Simon School of Nursing and Health Sciences, nurse practitioners are limited in their capacity to practice without the oversight of a physician's license in states like California, Florida, Texas, and Virginia. Their autonomy is reduced in states like New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. So the exchanges are collapsing. People are waiting longer to see doctors. They're paying higher premiums, sometimes premiums they cannot afford. And when they opt out of the system, the federal government under the ACA is obligated to penalize them using the IRS as a weapon. Now, why would we be delivered here? What's the reason for being delivered to this moment in time, especially when bigger minds in Washington, D.C., and, and in the halls of, of higher intellect, knew full well that this Affordable Care Act could not sustain itself unless everybody was incredibly enthusiastic about it. Well, this is the reason. Democrats and progressives expected Hillary Clinton to win the 2016 general election. Then she would be tasked with completing the transition from a free market, private sector health insurance system to a single-payer system, either government-run or via a government-private partnership. They wanted to move the entire country to a single-payer system. Don't take my word for it. Go on to YouTube, put in the search term single-payer system Obamacare, and you could see people like Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, all espousing that sentiment exactly. This was supposed to be a stepping stone to the single-payer system. This was never meant to survive. It was supposed to create chaos. Progressives do this. And if you read about the progressive ideology and the tactics, this is a perfect example of what they have actually put into play. In order to affect fundamental change, and remember Barack Obama, long, when he was running for office, said we're five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. In order to affect fundamental change, progressives understand that you need to create chaos and crisis. Once something like the health insurance system collapses in the United States and the usual suspects in the mainstream media start thumping that drum of crisis and panic, people look for a solution, the best sounding solution, even if it's not well thought out. And that's what the Democrats had in their back pocket. Single-payer system, government oversight, perhaps a government-private sector partnership along the lines of Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. And we all know how that turned out with the real estate crisis. So what do we have to do to get back to good in this country where Obamacare is concerned? Well, 
The only way to get progressives and Democrats to actually acquiesce to allowing the free market to reclaim the health insurance business is by repealing Obamacare, period. We need to take the page out of the progressive playbook, create the chaos, and then we can advance a solution. Now, Republicans are horrible at messaging. They just are. They, they, they are the worst messengers that political history has probably ever known. They couldn't get ahead of a narrative if, if it would save their lives walking across the street. But that's what has to happen. We need to repeal Obamacare, create that crisis, and then sell the understanding of the private sector capitalist system so that private sector health insurers reclaim the health insurance market. Let's be clear, no one is going to lose access to health care. Health care has been guaranteed to the American people by law. Health care was always available to the American people by law. Health care was mandated and required under law for people who visit the United States and, and illegal immigrants. If you walk into an emergency room, you must be seen and treated. You cannot be turned away. That is the law. So everybody has access to health care in the United States. It's about paying the bill. In creating the chaos with the repeal of Obamacare, you would necessarily force the insurers to back a stabilization of the markets. Would we have our political animals in Congress remove the carve-outs and the politically opportune moats that surround health insurance companies to allow the purchase of health insurance over state lines? the coming together of small organizations to create larger ones and, and allowing them to come together, un, not unlike a credit union, in order to bring down prices for not only meds, but also health care services through the insurance companies to make it feasible to have a profit and lower premiums. These are two things that President Trump has done by executive order. It'll be curious to see where it goes from there. By doing those two things and repealing Obamacare, we start to force the wheels of the private sector to move again to reclaim the health insurance business. So why is it so important that this law be destroyed? And, and why is this the perfect way to educate people about a very, very important aspect of American life? The United States operates in a capitalist economic system, not a system of socialism, not a communal system. We live in a capitalist system. Over the years, elected officials, especially progressive and liberal elected officials, who like to make you believe that they are for your freedom and that Republicans and conservatives are for your oppression, well, it's exactly the opposite. Over the years, they've blurred those lines between establishing oppressive socialist policies and laws for the United States rather than allowing the free market to work so that we have more freedom to choose. It's a fact that capitalism is the only economic system ever in the history of mankind to produce a middle class. Before that, you had the elites and the oligarchs and you had the serfs and the producers. That was it. The laborers and the elite. Think Marie Antoinette, the French Revolution. Or better, think of the story of the Hunger Games 
where the elites live in the capital city and those who toil lived in the districts. Capitalism keeps that from being a reality, although government manipulation of the free market system is lending itself to that not being the case. Capitalism encourages innovation and societal advancement. It allows people who produce and, and invent and think of new ideas, think outside the box to affect solutions to problems that are plaguing not only society but business and technology, medicine. It encourages that creativity because it rewards the person who has the creativity with wealth. Capitalism also provides an opportunity for everybody. You have the opportunity to go out there and create something, to produce something, to sell something. You have to be able to engage your fellow man one-on-one on on an equal playing field of opportunity to give and take, provide the service. If there is a need, you address the need. The person with the need buys what you are selling, whether you're providing a service or a product. The interchange of ideas, the interchange of commerce. Commerce brings us closer together because it makes us all equal. Creating opportunity. Creating wealth. And with that wealth, people buy things and we have a robust economic system. It's only when government interferes, and I'm not talking about establishing common sense safety concerns. I'm talking about when they come out to try to societally engineer When they try to say, we have to make the playing field equal for those who haven't really taken the full extent of the opportunity in front of them. Or when they carve out special interest benefits for people who give them campaign contributions. It's only when government interferes that the capitalist system starts to fail. And the perfect example is Obamacare. If politicians in Washington wouldn't have fallen prey to the lobbyists from big health insurance companies and carved out exceptions for buying insurance over state lines, if they wouldn't have made it illegal for people to band together to have a larger group so they could create premiums for that group that were less with the health insurance companies in order to keep premiums low instead of profits for health insurance companies high, then the natural capitalist system and the private sector and the healthcare industry would have to compete, making prices naturally low across the board to a point where the health insurance companies could make a profit, the people could have low premiums, healthcare bills would be paid, and people would have adequate access to healthcare. So in order for healthcare in the United States to be rescued, we have to rescue the health insurance industry. In order for that to happen, we have to remove the special interest carve-outs and we have to get government out of the private sector health insurance industry. That's why the repeal of Obamacare is a must. You've been listening to The Underground. It's finally here. The Macy's Friends and Family Sale with an extra 30% off gifts they'll love. Get an extra 25% off kids' designer looks from Calvin Klein and more. Plus an extra 25% off Samsonite and Delsey luggage. With great prices from your favorite brands, Macy's has all the best deals you can't miss this weekend. 
And don't forget, Macy's card and coupon holders get 15% off beauty products they'll love this season. Visit Macy's.com to find great holiday deals today. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 